Let's go. That's what my bike used to sound like. Yep. Don't sound like that no more. Not after we made some improvements. Nope. Welcome back. Sorry for overmodulating a little bit there. My soundboard was a little off this morning. I had to tune it up. What's happening, people? Welcome back to the Cycle Shack. It's Thursday, December 10th, 2020. COVID is still in effect. COVID-19 is getting worse. I'm all the way up in the Hudson Valley. This is the Cycle Shack Podcast. I'm in Animal House Studios, Studio B. I'm your host, Ivan Rodriguez, man. I'm just a schmo. I'm just an ordinary Joe, formerly from the Bronx, who loves motorcycles and loves flapping his gums, loves talk radio, loves it all. Welcome back. Thank you for joining me. I greatly appreciate your time and you taking the time out to click that subscribe button. If you haven't heard the Cycle Shack podcast, man, come on. What you waiting for? You can listen to us on all the platforms. The one you're listening to on right now. Whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the home channel, Anchor.fm. That's right. Anchor sponsors the Cycle Shack podcast. If you're a content creator and you're willing to create your own content, well, check out Anchor.fm. Jump on, it's easy, do your own account Sign up, you can either listen to podcasts Or create your own podcast It's simple, fast, and easy So check it out, anchor.fm I want to say a little special thank you to TechnoX TechnoX.com Or check it out on YouTube, TechnoX For all your royalty-free music needs Check him out, TechnoX Give him a plug and away you go This other brother, whom I'm going to give a plug to, who I always give a plug to. Why? Because I appreciate this guy and what he does. He hooks people up. He fixes their bikes and make them look real pretty. That's right. This man is a Cycle Shack podcast number one listener, and he has his own shop. That's right. I'm talking about Mr. AJ at Armsco Custom Cycles, Totowa, New Jersey. ArmscoCustomCycles.com for all your motorcycle needs. It ain't just Harley Davidson's he works on. He specializes in blow performance exhaust, especially for that hard-to-get Milwaukee 8. Not too many exhausts. Well, they're starting to come out now. But if you want one that sounds right, go to AJ. Check out. AJ at Armsco Custom Cycles and get your blow performance exhaust for your Milwaukee 8 set up right now. Call them up. Make an appointment. Everything from custom work to repairs, basic oil change for all your motorcycle needs. 
Check out AJ at Armsco Custom Cycles. I'm going to get you his address and his phone number right now. But you know what? Do the guy a solid, man. Call him up. COVID's real. COVID's out there. I'm sure he's protecting himself and his family. So call him up first as a courtesy. 15 Pamela Drive, Total 1, New Jersey. That's telephone number. Catch it quick. Carry that pen. 201-697-0346. That's 201-697-0346 for all your custom motorcycle needs. Check out this man, AJ DeMauro. Maverick Motorcycle Mechanic at Armsco Custom Cycles. All right, man. So I decided to come on today with another podcast. I'm watching the news. I'm watching all this stuff and BS unravel, and it's crazy. It's so crazy out there. The vid is getting more and more people, getting them infected. It's starting to ramp up again. You got your non-believers. You got everybody talking about how it's not real and all that other stuff, and that's all good, man. But it is real. It is real. And I don't want to get it. I don't care to get it. It's uh, definitely something that you don't want to fool around with, that's for sure. So, uh, a few things to talk about today. So, it's cold out, starting to get cold, although this weekend it's supposed to be up close to 50 but i don't think it's going to be the best riding weather because it's going to be a chilly 50 and uh yeah i still got to do the oil changes on my bikes i say bikes because it's more than one it's more than two it's actually at three bikes but uh, i got to do the oil changes and um i still got to add the fuel stabilizer i've been really busy really lazy but anyway nonetheless uh if you haven't stored your bike, man, and prepped it for that winter storage, lock it down now, brother. If you're going to get your last-minute riding, lock it down. Get it in now. If you're riding this cold, hey, more power to you. Get get it in. So, uh, yeah, with this cold weather, I, I've been, you know, buttoning down, and, you know, the holiday was good. Hope everybody's holiday was good. Thanksgiving holiday was, was good, and everybody was blessed. I know I certainly was. My wife outdid herself, as always. But, um... I was watching, you know, the Netflix. And, uh, you know, with TV is now greater than ever. But the problem with TV is that there's just, there's so much shit to watch, but there's not a lot of shit to watch, if that makes any sense. With all the good movies that they can give on cable, they give the same repetitive stuff over and over again. And that just pisses me off. And what sucks even more is that whatever they show at 10 a.m. in the morning, you bet your ass at 6 p.m. that night, they're repeating it again. So it's like a playlist that they follow for the week. I must have seen Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, the one with Kevin Costner, the 1991 Morgan Freeman, Kevin Costner version. I must have seen that for the past, I want to say, three weeks. They've been giving it at least twice a week, twice a day on both days that they give it. It sucks, man. There's a lot of movies they can be given. And when they jump on a movie, they keep playing it over and over and over again. I caught one last night that I that I hadn't seen in a while, and I, I enjoyed the movie, so I watched it. 3,000 Miles to Graceland, also with Kevin Costner and um, Kurt Russell. That was a good picture. 
Now, Kevin Cost is one of has become one of my favorite actors, man, especially after Yellowstone. If you haven't seen that series, Yellowstone on uh, what is it, Paramount Network? You gotta watch it, man. Catch up, binge watch it. Uh, third season is due to come out next year. Uh, yeah, next year sometime in the summer in June. But uh, yeah, man, season one and season two, you want to catch up now, binge watch them, get the app or whatever it is, or get Paramount Network and watch it on demand. Do something. Just watch it. Awesome show. So I've been, uh, I had some things I wanted to check out that I recorded. Some on Netflix. Well, one of of them was on, uh, what was it, Showtime or HBO? I can't remember which one. I think it was Showtime. They had uh, Macho Time. This one's boxing. I haven't seen too many good boxing matches. I actually caught the uh, Mike Tyson, Roy Jones Jr. I think I mentioned that in the last podcast. I got to say, man, hats off to Mike Tyson. He was a savage. He was a savage in that ring. I expected Roy Jones to out to outlast him as far as uh, stamina. Mike Tyson was a beast. Mike Tyson, not only did he outbox Roy Jones, but he gave him some good shots that Roy Jones just started protecting himself. Roy Jones just had no choice but to move, but he was gassed after the second or third round, and you could see it. Tyson caught him with a bunch of good blows, and like Tyson just wanted more. You could tell he just wanted more. And, um, man, at the end, it was an exhibition fight, eight rounds, and at the end of the eighth round, uh, they declared it a draw, although Tyson clearly won. But, um, yeah, man, Tyson, Mike Tyson, hats off to him, very humbled, uh, said he would do it again, doesn't care about the money. It's not about the money. It's about opening the doors and paving the way for young fighters today, especially in the sport of boxing that's kind of dumbing down a little bit in the world of mixed martial arts and all, all that other stuff coming up. So I was very, very happy with that. Um, so hats off to Tyson, man. He was not gassed at all. and Older than Roy Jones. Roy Jones was 51. Uh, Tyson is 54, but in phenomenal shape, man. After that fight, that man looked like he can go another 20 rounds. I mean, he was not huffing and puffing at all, barely breaking a sweat. And if that Mike Tyson, as far as stamina, had the power and the hunger of the 21-year-old Tyson, that would have been the unstoppable fighter right there. But anyway, moving on. Showtime special that I catched, I recorded it. And I finally sat down and watched it because, I, you know, I didn't think much of this fighter, uh, even though he comes from my parents' home, home, I won't say country because it's part of the U.S., Puerto Rico. Um, Hector Macho Camacho. I don't know if you guys remember that guy. Uh, 80s boxer, Puerto Rican from Spanish Harlem. Um, I didn't think much of him because what I saw... At the time, I didn't like, I didn't even bother. I mean, I heard a lot about him, but he didn't really catch my attention because he seemed to be just much of a talker and a showboater. Um, But you know what? The guy wasn't a bum. You know, I actually watched this this, this, uh, documentary called Macho Time, the the Hector Camacho story, and his rise to greatness and his, you know, his rise and fall. And then his unfortunate, tragic death. He, uh, man, the guy was a phenomenal boxer, man. And I, I really regret not catching a lot of his fights. I mean, I saw one or two of his fights, but with him dancing around in the ring and showboating, I, I, you know, I, I got turned off. I like watching boxing. I like Arturo Gatti, Mickey Ward, 
battles in the ring, you know, and um, and, and he had those type of battles. It's just the two fights that I caught in the five minutes I caught him. I was eh, and walked away. So I gave it the shot with this documentary, and I saw a lot of his fights, man. The guy was an artist. He was an artist in that ring, and um, I'm going to watch. I'm going to catch a lot of his old fights. I'm going to YouTube him and see if I can catch him. Uh, wow, learned a lot by watching this guy. I judged the book by its cover and regretfully because this guy had some life, some lifestyle. But like like everything else, um, drugs took a toll, hanging out with the wrong people, and eventually a tragic death where he mysteriously wound up getting shot in a vehicle, um, was a passenger in the vehicle, went for a ride. Someone then, as the vehicle pulled over, jumped into the back seat, shot the driver, shot him. Driver instantly died. He died on, on route to the hospital or at the hospital. Or it didn't die, I'm sorry. He uh, fell into a uh, into a coma and um, wasn't going to come out of it because if he, well, if he, he was on life support, basically. And unfortunately, if he, he wasn't going to come out of it, and if he did, he wasn't going to be uh, of sound mind. So they decided after, I think, 48 hours, 72 hours, whatever it was, uh, to finally put him to rest. And, um, yeah, I, I just, I was very impressed with the documentary. It was very well done, and I learned a lot, you know, and I learned that I judged the book by its cover. I didn't give him the chance to watch and, and watching him in the ring, man, when he fought Sugar Ray Leonard, that was a nice fight, you know, just the highlights that I saw. Um, but he, he looked like he did have some battles, and I wish I would have seen them, but that's okay because I'll catch him on uh, on YouTube. That's the glory of YouTube. And, uh, yeah, man, so a lot of uh, entertainment going on. I caught that uh, in the movie scene. You're going to see that with this show right now. The show is about motorcycles and more. This is the and more part, let me tell you, because there's not a whole lot happening in motorcycles. So, uh, like I said, I'm going to be changing the platform of the show, and I'm going to be flapping my gums about a lot of different things, not just motorcycles. So, um, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So, in touching a subject here, one of the... uh, Movies from the past that are coming back and getting revised is uh, Friday the 13th. A new Friday the 13th movie reportedly in the works. This is from uh, WeGotThisCovered.com. Articles written by David James. Ah. Slasher fans may be rejoicing soon as the signs uh, that the long Jason Voorhees drought is coming to an end. The iconic hockey mask killer from Friday the 13th movies has been trapped in legal limbo due to a never-ending legislation between franchise producer Sean S. Cunningham and the original film's writer, Victor Miller. Now, however, after... Delays causing caused by appeals, COVID-19 and mediation. It seems that there's light at the end of the tunnel for the fans. Insider Daniel Richman 
teased on his Patreon that the rival, the revival, I'm sorry, may be on the card saying a new movie project for the Friday the 13th, for Friday the 13th is finally in the works. So let's see what happens, man. Uh, let me see. It's going to be done by the same studios that brought the uh, Halloween, 2018 Halloween movie. So let's see what happens. I hope they don't screw that up. What else we got here? I, uh, been working from home a lot. I've been going out in the field here and there with my work and, uh, been working home. So, unfortunately, in the morning, I watch news while I sip coffee and I'm working on the computer. Man, and you can't help but to, with every news report here, I mean, again, if you had a dollar for every time you heard the word corona, the words coronavirus or COVID vaccine, uh, COVID-19, you'd be a millionaire. No shit, man. If you got paid a dollar for every time you heard the word corona, the words coronavirus or COVID-19, you'd be a fucking millionaire. Excuse the French. And it's just horrible. So I'm watching the news this morning and um, apparently the vaccine has come out with two companies. Uh, one of the bigger two companies being Pfizer, right? So when co- back when COVID happened, th- th- this isn't a pot shot at Trump. I'm just talking in general. Our government, I won't say Trump, I'll say our government promised that when a vaccine comes out, if it was made overseas, they were going to do what they could to bring it over. And if it was made by an American company, we were going to be first in line. Now, I'm not saying I'm going to trust a vaccine when it first comes out. Let me be clear on that. I will not be the first one pulling my arm out to get a vaccine. I'm going to sit back and watch. But anyway, it was said that Americans are going to get the first licks at this vaccine. It's not about money. It's not about finances. And sure as shit, what happens? Pfizer comes out with it, and it still hasn't passed the fucking, excuse the French, I'm just getting frustrated. It still hasn't passed FDA. It still hasn't gone before FDA. For two weeks, they've been saying, okay, it's going to go before the, ready for it to go before the FDA. What are you waiting for? It's now two weeks later. It already went before the British uh, uh, Food and Drug Administration, and they passed it, shipped it over there, and they already started sticking it in people's arms. Meanwhile, we're still here on American soil waiting for it. And it was an American company that, that came up with it. So, eh. Lie. Again, not that I'm saying you should run and go get it, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't. The choice is yours. Different strokes for different folks. But it just sucks. Anyway, that's all I got about that. Getting back on the movie scene. You know, another thing that 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 I was realizing 
This is all shit you think about when you're home, sitting down, not doing a damn thing other than working in the house, working around the house, etc. But, you know, I'm sitting here with all these apps you got on TV. Now, you know, I've already gotten rid of all my old TV sets. They've gone bad and I've replaced them. And to the point that now every TV in the house is pretty much a smart TV. By smart TV, it's either got apps or Wi-Fi and all that other crap. All the goodies that comes with the TVs nowadays. And uh, you see the million and one apps that it has. You can connect uh, your your internet via Wi-Fi or or hardwire it. Check out a couple of TVs that are hardwired and a couple that are not Wi-Fi. The rest are Wi-Fi. And what's frustrating is, you know, my wife did and it. This wasn't what what was frustrating. It's it's frustrating to make a decision, right? Because my wife made the suggestion of, hey, maybe we should get rid of the cable company. Because with all the apps and everything, all the streaming going on, who needs cable, right? We want to watch HBO. We can go to HBO Go. Or you can go to, 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 to Showtime, Show Go, and, and stream it, right? You would think. But in really, really, really investigating everything, you really can't because your cable company right now is also your internet provider, right? And in order for you to have Showtime and download the Showtime app, you have to type in your cable provider in order for them to unlock that app and let you use it free of charge. If not, there is a subscription fee if you do not have Showtime through a cable provider. Right? So the reason for that is because if you're paying for Showtime through a cable provider, Showtime is not going to double charge you and charge you for the app. You just type in your username and password and your existing cable company that you use, and it's free to use because you are paying for it via cable company. So if you don't have a cable provider and you want Showtime, well, you could be paying $7.99 a month for just that subscription. Well, $7.99, better than $200 a month we pay for the cable subscription, right? Okay. But then you got HBO. That may be another $9.99, $10.99. Don't forget, you want Disney+. Plus. Then you want something that offers your local channel 2, 4, 5, 7 for local news. A subscription for that may be another, what, $5.99? Then you got Netflix at $12, $13, Oh, but you know what? I got to have Paramount Network because I watch Yellowstone. So I download the Paramount app. I'm going to have to pay $3.99 a month for subscription. So now I got all these little subscriptions for all these little streaming apps dabbling into my account, taking their $3.99, $4.99, $9.99, $14.99 a month. Add all that shit up. With all the streaming services that you want to equate to come close to what you had in the cable subscription, guess what you are paying? The same amount of money as you would with your cable subscription, which also comes with internet and phone. So what is really the better value for your dollar? What we need is an internet-only company. 
that allows us to stream all this stuff. But anyway, I can't give up my subscription to cable because then I'd have to keep track and pay individually for these services, which could be a combination of 10 to 12 services in order to come to the entertainment value that I'm getting with my cable subscription package. And I'm saying that because, again, I get all, I get Showtime and all the Showtime uh, 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 channels, right? Because you got Showtime, Showtime Action, Showtime this, Showtime Latino, Showtime whatever, Showtime Western. I, I'm, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but you know how there's Showtime and like the four or five other Showtime channels with that. Then the on-demand is part of the package as well. Then you got HBO and all the other HBOs with the HBO on-demand package. Then you get Cinemax, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So what's a better value for your dollar? They think they're pulling the wool over your eyes. That's what it is. They're making it seem like we're not going to need cable anymore. Well, that's BS. And again, I'm not saying this advocating for cable because I could care less for that, but... They're making it seem like, well, eventually, cables, that's yesterday's technology. That's going away. That's BS because it's only going to get fiber optic. You still have to pay uh, to a provider to be that pipeline to provide you with that service content. Because, again, with your cable subscription, you already pay, let's say it's $200 a month, and it comes with all those HBOs, Showtime, Cinemaxes, uh, Movie Channel, Sports Package, uh, the Outdoor Package, uh, where you can watch your car shows and Outdoor Network, NASCAR, and all that other BS, hunting, fishing, you know, because I get all that, because I want it. Plus my phone and my internet. Now, I pay a separate fee for internet in the sense of I pay a little extra because I have the super high speed internet I have the 400 uh, 400 meg uh, service which they offer a 1 gig service but I don't think I need that, that that's a lot right now I, I, I upgraded from the 300 meg to the 400 meg 1 gig will be a bit much but the bottom line is is for the 200 a month I get all that. If I had to do, if I get everything that equated to that, I'd have to get an internet package, right, for my internet only, which let's say if that's $50, $60, $70 a month, that's almost half of the deal right there. And then another $150 to $175 for the subscription for the individual independent apps like Showtime, HBO, uh, Cinemax, uh, the ABC Go and CBS app, the, uh, what else? Oh, Disney Plus. Can't forget Disney Plus. Plus, you're paying for Netflix. Hey, I, I got a Prime membership for Amazon, so I get Amazon Prime with that also. You see what I'm saying? You see where I'm going with this? It's the same shit, boys and girls. All right. Enough of that. I go crazy with stuff like that. Things that make you go, hmm. Remember the Arsenio Hall show? Things that make you go, hmm. Another thing that kind of set me off this morning. I went on a little rant. 
I live outside New York City, about an hour and a half north. On Orange County, upstate New York, mid-Hudson Valley, because I wouldn't really call it, you know, uh, upstate, upstate, right? And um, apparently, the New York City MTA, Metropolitan Transportation Authority, Authority, which includes the uh, subway, New York City subway system and Long Island Railroad. These bastards are asking for $12 billion. So they want to charge a $3 surcharge for any packages being delivered in New York City to pay the $1 billion ask for the MTA budget. Now, the $1 billion is for this year. They want a billion for this year. And the way they're going to do that is they're going to charge everybody in New York City who orders a package via UPS, FedEx, uh, United States Postal Service, Amazon, a $3 surcharge per package. That $3 is going to go to the MTA. Well, that may sound all fine and damn. Well, this has to come from somewhere. and We might as well. Yeah, okay. Now, what happens... Two years from now, and the MTA, the freaking pigs who misspend money, who are notorious for the past 20 years in New York City to be just mishandling money and have gone through MTA commissioner and MTA commissioner because they become deadbeats and misspend money, mismanage money. What happens two years from now when, they're, when they need over a billion dollars a year? That $3 a package goes to $5 surcharge per package. And I think that's BS. Find another way to do it. Somebody better lock down on this spending. The system has not changed. The subways have not changed. The subway cars have not changed. You still get the same amount of maintenance and upkeep. If you're hiring more employees, watch what you're hiring. I don't understand. Yeah, products cost more. But Jesus, these people can't seem to get a budget right annually. And it's horrible. See how I go on little tirades? Well, you know what? I'm jumping back to the COVID vaccine. You know what's even more funny? Not only is it not available to Americans first, but now they're manufacturing that vaccine in mass quantity to, to get everywhere around, else around the world that has already placed and that has already approved it and placed an order for it. Meanwhile, it still hasn't gone and passed over here in the States. So what does that mean for the vaccine availability when we decide to order it? Can Pfizer keep up with the global demand? Things that make you go, hmm. All right. You see how I go into fucking crazy tangents? That's me. That This is what goes into my mind. And I just figured I'd share it with you. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's entertainment, right? So, last but not least, you know what I'm doing right now, I, I think I've mentioned this on other podcasts. I love 
I love talk radio. I love the platform of talk radio. I've always been a fan of talk radio. So when podcasts came out, I was so intrigued by the idea of you doing a podcast at home. It's like right now I am in pretty much, I mean, it took me almost over a year and a half, two years of building this, but I am in a legit soundproof radio studio. It took me a while to build this. And I mean, with soundproofing uh, on the walls, um, soundproofing walls themselves, I've got internet gear, I can broadcast onto the internet, um, I have soundboard, studio mic, studio soundboard, the whole nine yards to do a professional setup, professional broadcast. I love that. I love that. So my next phase of this is to get it video, but to get it professional quality video. Anyway, the person whom I listened to growing up, there's a few people. You know, I know he's been around since the 70s, 80s. Howard Stern, right? Howard Stern, I was like a, I I say was because I don't listen to him anymore because I just don't feel like paying $9.99 a month for Sirius XM. Uh, But when he was on FM radio and I listened on satellite radio for about 10 years and then I just gave up on the subscription. Uh, Howard Stern was like, the man that I listened to all the time for years. I listened to him all throughout junior high school, high school, and beyond. And he was kind of like, I, I, I wanted to so bad get into radio. The shock jock thing was like wonderful for me. So anyway, uh, I listened to Howard Stern. I listened to Opie and Anthony. Um, I listened to the radio chick. 90s was awesome. The 90s were awesome for radio. 92.3 K-Rock was my station, uh, 103.5, Z100, but in the morning all the way to up to, I want to say from 6 a.m., from 5, 6 a.m., all the way to about 3 p.m. was Howard Stern, Opie and Anthony. There was a, an afternoon show called Ron and Fez, the three-hour tour they called it, and then there was the radio chick. Awesome, awesome, awesome radio, man, and I loved listening because I would work and do what I had to do. I worked in a warehouse at the time. I was young, and um, yeah, I just blast Stern in the morning and do my work while I was listening to Stern, and 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 I, you know, made the day go good. Gave me a laugh. Made the day go go fine, etc. So now to hear where I'm getting at is Howard Stern was on so many years on regular terrestrial radio, and he did. I want to say I think he did three contract signings with uh, Satellite Radio. Right? You had um, you had XM Satellite and you had Sirius Satellite. They merged. One bought out the other. Now they call it Sirius XM. So this came out on the 8th, two days ago. And I was shocked because at the age of 66, this dude is still going. And it says here, by Gary Pat on Barstool Sports, titled, Howard Stern officially signs his monster deal for five more years at Sirius XM. I think this is his third contract signing. Maybe fourth? I don't know. Howard Stern, King of Omedia, will continue to make satellite radio giant Sirius XM his home. 
extending his long-running deal with the company for his flagship show by five years. The deal unveiled on Tuesday also covers the Stern Archive for seven additional years. Financial terms weren't disclosed. Stern, who is 66, is currently working under a five-year deal estimated to be worth as much as $100 million a year with Sirius that expires at the end of this year. Recent chatter has focused on the new deal being up to $120 million per year, which I don't doubt. Sirius XM's Jim Meyer, who is leaving the post of CEO at the end of this year to focus on the vice chairman role, has in recent months repeatedly said that Stern's that Stern deal renewal was a key focus for him. And he was hoping for news on that the company uh, hoping on that news around the company's third quarter earnings call on October 20th. So there you have it. Howard Stern, King of All Media, has officially signed a deal with SiriusXM. And it's obviously anywhere between 100 and $120 million per year. Wow, that's freaking crazy. But I'm happy for him. You know, he's kind of simmered down. That means at the end of that contract deal, Howard Stern would be 71 years old. And you know what? I see him living that long. If you see the man, he's a beast. I mean, he looks like he's in his late 50s, right? Don't get me wrong. He doesn't look like an old, old man. He looks like he's in his mid to late 50s. I would say he looks 55. If you told me he was 55, 56, I believe it. He's got a good head of hair on him. But he's 66. That's crazy. Loved, loved listening to Stern. And I loved watching him on the man. Um, I know he was crazy. He was somewhat raunchy, but, you know, again, he was the king of all media. My influence for radio, anyway. This is that's he's what attracted me to talk radio, period. And, uh, and final news this is the one motorcycle related news. Harley Davidson is releasing a virtual event, which I signed up for. You have to sign up for this event if you want to be part of it. So I guess, you know, they're not having the dealer show and what have you. So um, what they are doing is January 19th, they are doing a world event where they will be streaming and broadcasting their dealer show with launching their clothing line, 2021 motorcycles. It's going to be for everyone, but you have to sign up for it. So sign up for it if you want to be a part of it. It's going to be the new 2021 uh, new model virtual event on January 19th, 2021. Go to harleydavidson.com and sign up for it. Or go to YouTube uh, on Harley Davidson, click on the link, and check it out. And uh, yes, sir, you can be a part of that event. I know I am going to watch it. That is for sure. So that's it. I gave you 40 minutes, folks. I think that's good. Thanks for listening, man. My name is Ivan Rodriguez. This has been the Cycle Shack Podcast. Check it out, the Cycle Shack Podcast at gmail.com. Send me comments, pictures, info on whatever you want to talk about. Check out the Cycle Shack Podcast on Facebook. That's the best way. If you want to leave comments, go to the Facebook page at the Cycle Shack Podcast on Facebook. Again, the email address is the cyclecheckpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, man. I'm up in the Hudson Valley, New York, from Animal House Studios. 
We'll catch you guys next time. This has been the Cycle Shack Podcast. I appreciate you guys. Catch you on the next one.